Another week has gone by. Just thank you to Isaac for standing in for me last week. And uh, once again this evening, we're back in the book of James. And uh, I've decided to focus just on a single verse. The, the next section for me is perhaps one of the more difficult passages, uh, not so much to understand, but in terms of its application. But that we'll get to next week, so I'm not going to uh, go there uh, this evening. Uh, so welcome, thank you for joining me, and I do trust that this time together will be encouraging and helpful, helpful to you. So it's chapter 5 and verse 13, that's where we're going to be tonight, but uh, let me pray for us as we just go through this verse in study tonight. We remember that your word, Lord, is that which you have given, that which you have spoken, that which we can depend on and rely on, that from which we can take counsel. And we know in the context of our lives the importance of relating to you and you, Lord, relating to us. And so even as we come this uh, this evening, I do want to pray that this uh, time that we share together would be helpful or benefit to each of us. But Lord, building us up in the faith that we in turn worship you as we ought to. And so we come in the name of Jesus on the basis of all that Jesus has done and praying that in everything you will be glorified as God. Amen. So the passage or the verse is uh, verse 13 and James asks a question. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. Simple simple verse. Uh, I'm sure you understand it already. But uh, let's explore it together and uh, just try and apply it in our particular context and lives. And, and I've entitled the message, A Way of Life with God in All Seasons. A way of life with God in all seasons. And we're going to be thinking about the full spectrum of life as we encounter it, as we have encountered it, and as we may encounter it in the future. And the reason I've done that is because it is true to say for any one of us that life is not the same for any of us uh, all the time. It's, 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 it's not a predictable it's very unpredictable. It's, it's, it's not constant. And uh, perhaps even putting it in another way, it's not just, as it were, a motionless uh, plateau. It's, it's never without anything uh, ever happening or changing. Things happen and things change uh, moment by moment, day by day, year by year. And so life as we encounter it is full of variety and it's mostly unpredictable. There are times when we can predict things and we have certain expectations. But more often than not, uh, there's a bend in the road or there are disappointments or uh, something unexpected that takes place. And so just to put it in different uh, uh, types in, in, in to, to try and introduce the full spectrum, there are mountaintops and there are valleys. There are clouds and there's sunshine, pain and there's pleasure. And sometimes, sometimes these things are all thrown together in what seems to be just confusion. Not knowing uh, what's going on, 
or what we are doing. And so the title, therefore, of this uh, topic tonight, and uh, my my concern, my interest in this passage in my life and, and for you as well, is to urge us to build our connectedness to God in and through all circumstances of life. It, it, it's not, uh, God has not designed uh, our walk with Him so that we only occasionally connect with Him or sporadically connect with Him. No, we, we ought to be walking with God uh, day in and, and day out, keeping in step with the Spirit of God as we do so. So it's a simple uh, passage to analyze. Uh, you can see there's a common structure. And a good message to preach, a question is asked, and advice is given. And then another question is asked, and again, advice is given. So the question is what we would call a diagnostic tool. It is the instrument to get you thinking, to get us thinking about your life circumstances, what, what's going on in your life. And so it's a means of, of pinpointing, and, and we want to do that as we come to study the Bible, what, what is going on in your life at this particular moment in time. And, and so the, the diagnostic tool, uh, what is it that uh, is dominating your particular circumstances and your life experience at this time? And then after the diagnostic tool, there, there's the, the counsel, the advice uh, given, and uh, just as you relate to God uh, in whatever that circumstance or uh, situation uh, may be. So right, we'll begin right with the first one is, uh, is anyone of you in trouble? Is anyone in trouble? And uh, in other words, he's speaking here about circumstances that we, we could identify as times of affliction. Are you, at the moment, facing times of affliction, uh, trouble? And, and it's such a broad word because trouble for you is different uh, for trouble for me. But, but James here is, is trying to use a term that is comprehensive. He's trying to gather together all these different circumstances, uh, referring to all those blows that rain upon us. Uh, so often in the course of our lives in this world as believers, we understand not to be our home. But let's have a look at some of the detail and just specific categories that I've identified and examples that we can raise and to, to pinpoint and prompt your thinking. And uh, maybe even just to begin by saying long before James wrote these words, David had indicated in Psalm 34 verse 19, a righteous man may have many troubles. That's true today. If you consider just the, the members and friends that attend Central Baptist Church, uh, circumstances are such that uh, there are many troubles, many challenges, many hardships. Well, let's have a look at then uh, uh, categories of, of how we can uh, understand these. The first is, well, the circumstances then are those of what I would call natural troubles. They are those natural troubles. Going back and trying to understand why is there hardship? Why are there difficulties in the course of life? 
And we do need to go back and understand from the very beginning the fall of Adam and uh, his disobedience to God. God carrying out his uh, ultimatum to Adam. And so all of man's troubles are ultimately brought about by that tragic day of the entry of sin into the world and, and the consequences that followed. Consequences of sin extends throughout the world, uh, all places, uh, to all people. And uh, I think Romans chapter 8 is really helpful in us understanding it. When Paul <clears throat> speaks of this, when he speaks about a time that we anticipate the future liberation of creation from its bondage to decay, the, the, the world is falling apart. And so he says in verse 21 of Romans chapter 8, that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the glorious freedom of the children of God. So there's going to be a day when the world as we know it will be brought to an end and something better, something perfect will be ushered in. And uh, we look forward to that day. So uh, the whole universe, we could say, is somehow currently out of joint. It's, it's under the wrath of God, uh, suffering under the curse of God, and, and it's all as a result of man's sin. So they're going to be natural troubles, troubles that come as a result of this. And, and just this past week, I'm sure you have been horrified by the devastation that has been caused in Syria and Turkey. Uh, with last time I saw last night, 4,000 odd People dead, but still many more missing, uh, many people injured, cities and homes devastated, a country in crisis. And, and this, this is trouble. This is trouble of note. And, and it's been great to see people from all over the world responding. And, and it's not only earthquakes, but we, we see floods in different places and, and famine. And, and, and these are just part of these natural troubles that occur in this world that we live in. Christians and non-Christians fall victim to these natural troubles. There are also physical troubles, moves us to an area of our own personal well-being, our bodies or our personal illnesses and affliction. And if we go right back to the beginning again, Adam was not only made in God's moral likeness, but would have been without physical defect or deformity or any kind of weakness. But with the entrance of sin, uh, they brought about into man's experience the reality of, of death. And what we would even describe today as untimely death. Uh, the reality of disease and disorder and deterioration. And then of course that, that terrible reality of, of death. Genesis chapter 2 verse 17, you must not eat, God says to Adam, from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat of it, you will surely die. And so our bodies waste away. The earthly tent we live in will be destroyed. And, and because Adam did not listen to God's warning and, and he sinned, uh, regardless of, of, of what God had said to him, and our understanding is that we somehow participated in that and we suffer as a result of that. From that moment onwards, uh, 
Man's body, woman's bodies have not been exempt from the ravages of disease and all that has taken place, uh, ultimately leading to the onset of death. So man is destined to die. There will be a wasting away of the body uh, unless the Lord returns. Of course, that will uh, prevent that. But there will be all sorts of disease, heart disease and cancer and pneumonia and AIDS and all sorts of physical decay. I've added another category because sometimes this is not thought of in Christian circles, but there are mental troubles. In the same way that the body can be afflicted or imperfect, uh, the mind and and the brain uh, also is affected, can be affected, and mental affliction takes place, and and people suffer with all sorts of of, of disorders, uh, diseases, uh, depression, Alzheimer's, uh, Parkinson's disease, excessive compulsive behavior. These are not imaginary uh, troubles. These, These are real troubles. Uh, brought about by some kind of imperfection uh, in in the brain. There's spiritual troubles. And again, uh, the reality of uh, being dead in our trespasses and sins. That, that speaks about a huge spiritual problem. The need to be born again. Uh, but in reality, we need to see that all of these are connected ultimately to our spiritual troubles. Uh, there's a mingling of the physical and the mental and, and the spiritual. But but you may have some spiritual struggles tonight. There may be some listening to this who are spiritually dead and, and uh, foreigners to the life of God and to the community and to the blessings and grace of God. It could be for the believer. Tonight you're struggling with the lack of assurance and just not sure. Are you a believer? Struggling with unforgiveness and concerned about your standing with God. Concerned about the need to flee from the wrath of God. It could be that somebody has hurt you and you've gone down the spiral of bitterness and unforgiveness. It could be that you've simply drifted and become cold and and backslidden. It may be hardness of heart and manifested in a critical spirit. And could be pride, it could be greed and, and many more. Then there is the category of what I've called special troubles. And it could be, like for Paul, many others who've had trouble, and uh, this as a result of uh, gospel ministry. And just to give an example from 2 Timothy 1.8, So do not be ashamed to testify about the Lord, or ashamed of me, his prisoner, but join with me in the suffering for the gospel by the power of God. And so yet trouble is associated with ministry. Suffering as a result of faithfulness to God, faithfulness to the gospel, And um, I'm hoping that uh, some of this will resonate with you in just uh, getting you to think about the the variety of troubles that we can encounter, that we do encounter in the course of our lives. But remember, as I started, it's, it's a life lived for the believer in connectedness with God. So what is the advice? And and we move on then uh, to to the advice uh, that James gives. Having established that there are these circumstances, that there are these troubles, he also knows, and and God knows, the Spirit of God knows, that we need advice, we need counsel. Uh, What do we do? do, How do we go forward? And so what he does is he points to what I want to call tonight the all-sufficient provision that there is for the child of God 
from God. Uh, it's the advice for any of us who are in trouble. Verse 13b, he should pray. Now you know that and, and I know that, but, but do we do it? Do, do we go to God in prayer? Do we intercede? Do we lay our anxieties before him? And so yes, the trouble that we face is so different, it's so diverse, but the counsel that God gives through his servant is the same. Whatever, small trouble, big trouble, diverse trouble, pray. This must be the first port of call. Uh, it has been the way of God down through the ages. Listen to David in Psalm 18. The cords of death entangled me. The torrents of destruction overwhelmed me. The cords of the grave coiled around me. The snares of death confronted me. Verse 6. In my distress, I called to the Lord. I cried to my God for help. From his temple, he heard my voice. My cry came before him into his ears. That, that truth shines out throughout the Bible. Even after Israel endured over 400 years of misery in Egypt, God told Moses in Exodus chapter 3, verse 7, the Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers. I am concerned about their suffering. God is all-knowing. There's no need for us to inform him. He knows exactly what you are experiencing. God is listening. God is full of compassion and, and mercy. And he will guide and strengthen and comfort you and me through our troubles. I, I take great comfort in that psalm that I've shared with so many of you. Psalm 56 verse 8. Uh, is, has he not counted your tossings? Has he not caught your tears in his bottle? Are they not recorded in his book? God knows. And so we can go to him because he is a God of grace. He is God who is full of compassion and, and mercy and, and love. And so these days of darkness that, that, that are so real uh, is not an indication that God is absent. In the same way we could say in that the clouds indicate the sun has left the sky. No, no, not at all. Quoting John Calvin, uh, he says, he, he put it there, uh, the, way, the way John Calvin put it, there is no time when God does not invite him to himself, invite us to himself. God invites us. Call unto me. Call unto me. Pray. Pray. And so, are you at your wit's end? Uh, pain is real. The pain comes and it goes and it persists and it, it, your heart is sore and, and your heart is brokenness and bitterness may be eating you up. Uh, pray, pray, what, what, whatever it may be, trouble in the family, trouble in the marriage, difficulty in parenting, pray, turn to God, he has a listening ear. Uh, again, loving that well-known phrase from Isaiah chapter 40, those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Well, there's another set of circumstances that James speaks of and uh, simply asks the question, is anyone happy? And I hope there's some happy people out there tonight. And so we move on to the next uh, section in times of joy. So these circumstances that we relate to God in times of trouble, we pray. Uh, what do we do in times of joy? The circumstances. So we consider the circumstances of joy. I think this uh, needs to be seen as something uh, far more 
than just sort of a, a haphazard moment of euphoria or jolliness uh, that you may feel at a particular point in time. There, there is a deep sense of well-being. I uh, included later in the question the phrase joy in the Lord. Even in the midst of our difficulties, sometimes there is that deep sense of joy, knowing God, walking with God, experiencing the grace of God, the truth of God, the spirit of God, the joy of the Lord is my strength. So so it's not superficial euphoria. And so, yes, even in the midst of difficulty, there can be this joy. but, But there are other times, and we all know it, where we do ride the crest of the wave. In our spiritual walk where uh, everything seems to be going well and there's that deep inner sense of joy, uh, the unshakable sense of faith in God. Uh, uh, Acts chapter 7 verse uh, 27 verse 22, but now I urge you to keep up your courage because not one of you will be lost, only the ship will be destroyed. Remember uh, Paul saying that to those when that, uh, that ship wreck took place uh, on, on route to, to Rome. And so having faith alone should give you a measure of joy. Uh, but, but more than that, uh, God gives us so much in this world for our enjoyment. Uh, uh, quoting 1 Timothy 6.17, Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their f- hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. And so as we enjoy the good gifts of life, a, a house, a roof over my head, a meal that I can eat. Uh, in my context, of wonderful children and uh, even wonderful in-laws. God, God is good in so many ways. Many friends that, that care. Uh, the, the delight of, of being in a church that, that is happy and healthy and supportive and, and, and devoted to God, desiring to know the will of God, the agenda of God. These, these are all realities of, of joy in the life, certainly in my life, as I consider these things. Um, and so, well, are you happy? Are you experience in some way, in some measure, the joy of the Lord? There's something you ought to do. The advice, again, very simple. Let him sing songs of praise. Being filled with the Spirit, experiencing and having your eyes open to the many blessings and gifts from God, surely warrants singing praises to God. What God's people have done, again, quoting David in 1 Chronicles chapter 16, give thanks to the Lord, call on his name, make known among the nations what he's done, sing to him, sing praise to him, tell of all his wonderful acts, glory in his holy name, let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Now the Psalms we know are full of uh, songs of praise, poetry, uh, that have been sung, that we too can sing and, and ought to sing. But, uh, but more than that, I am of the opinion that songs that are filled with truth, that are filled with devotion and honor and adoration for God ought to be sung. Uh, Luke chapter 24 verse 53, uh, after the ascension, the disciples returned to Jerusalem with great joy. What did they do? They stayed continually at the temple praising God. Don't be afraid. 
to praise God. Now, I'm, like many of you, very reserved in my temperament. I don't do very well in uh, expressions of, of uh, hands and, 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 as it were, jumping up and down. Now, some people do that, and that's fine. But you can still, you can still worship God in the personality that He's given you from the depths of your heart and sing praises to Him. At church, on your own, in the car, at any place and time. And so, conclude. Uh, God is a God of compassion and mercy. God does care in the midst of your trouble. Uh, if you are facing times of pressure, pray. Join us at the pre-meetings. We have one in the morning, Thursday morning, 6 o'clock. Uh, you can just send me a WhatsApp and I'll send you the, the Zoom link and you can join us. Uh, pre-meetings before the services on a Sunday at the Hill and also at Arcadia be, before the evening service. Help, uh, come and join us and pray. We, we can pray with you also. And then, of course, when you're on top of the world, don't forget to praise and sing praises to God. Close with a, a quote from Alec Mocha. He says, your whole life should be so angled towards God that whatever strikes upon you, whether joy or sorrow, should be deflected upwards at once to his presence. In prayer or in praise. And so, Lord, I do pray that you would help us, even as we conclude this time of of sharing together tonight, lead us always as uh, this prayer even indicated, that this, this uh, quote indicates, Lord, that all things be deflected in your direction. Keep us, we pray, close to yourself. Lead us in your paths of righteousness, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Just one last slide, and it is a um, very simple slide. If you're on a group, I thought it would be good to share some of your troubles and then pray for each other. If you are not in a group, do that exercise anyway. And then singing. If there is reason to be joyful, don't hesitate to sing. So God bless you and trust that you have a good week further.